cloud is actually allowing all of these things to happen in a much easier, um, more transparent um, and more cost-effective way. Welcome to the Asian Banking and Finance Podcast, where industry leaders discuss emerging trends and business models, their upcoming projects, and how the banking industry is evolving. And now here's your host, Paul Howell. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the second episode of the Asian Banking and Finance podcast series in partnership with SmartStream. For this episode, we'll be talking about cloud and managed services transformation. My name is Paul Howell. I'm the managing editor for Asian Banking and Finance. And joining me today are Anna Green, who's the head of ISV and DNB for Asia Pacific and Japan with Amazon Web Services. Uh, Anna, I'll let you say hello and tell us a little bit about what you do. Oh, thank you so much. It's great to be here, Paul. Um, and I think the first thing that the the uh, listeners might like is for me to break down what that title actually means in practice. <laughs> Um, fundamentally, I'm running the Asia Pacific and Japan business for AWS um, that services our customers that build on the cloud, software builders who are either digitally native or software builders who are looking to move their solutions to the cloud. So that's what I'm doing now. Um, but in my prior life, and the reason why I'm really interested in this conversation, I was the CEO of a bank. Um, I spent the last five years um, being a CEO of a bank across um, Asia and had some really interesting insights around the, the transformation that I'm seeing businesses go through um, and particularly banks um, as they're looking to future business models. So I'm delighted to be here and I'm so looking forward to the conversation with you, Paul, um, and obviously also with Peter. Which brings me to our second guest. Uh, it's Peter Haynes, who's the Global Product Manager for Cloud and Managed Services with SmartStream. Peter, thanks very much for being here and tell our audience a little bit about yourself as well. Yeah, it's great to be here. So as you mentioned, I'm the head of the product management for Cloud and Managed Services at SmartStream. And um, my passion is teaching. I love teaching at universities. So at the top three universities in Vienna, I'm teaching cloud and treasury services. And I have uh, 25 years of experience in the industry in IT and cloud management. I'm, and I'm looking forward to the conversation now. Well, thanks very much, Peter, and, and welcome to you, welcome to Anna, and welcome to everyone out there in digital land. Uh, we really hope you get some great insights uh, from the following conversation. Now, the topic again is cloud and managed services transformation. So a little bit about that. It's to remain competitive, financial institutions have to reduce their operating costs and drive up efficiency. Regulatory and client demands for continuous controlled changes in service delivery constitute another important priority. But aging IT systems, multiple platforms, and that ongoing shortage of skilled staff, as well as a lack of scalability, uh, constantly hampering firms. Uh, the global pandemic has piled on further pre pressure, as you can imagine, underlining the financial sector's urgent need for resilient, sustainable, and scalable technology infrastructure. In response, a growing number of organizations are turning into uh, turning to highly scalable cloud environments managed services. So that's the topic for today. Uh, I'm going to start with a question for you, Anna. Um, can you share a little bit about what is the COVID-19 impact on cloud and managed services that you've seen? Uh, and what are the key trends that you're witnessing uh, on 
and their impact uh, on financial institution customers in Asia? Yeah, look, the first thing that is really clear is that the pandemic has has really validated our cloud value proposition. So um, in a COVID con on context, um, the ability to use on-demand and scalable models to achieve cost efficiency um, and business continuity is is really changing the ball game for organisations. And what it's mean, what it has meant, is that they are rapidly accelerating um, their digital transformation plans. And we've seen that across the spectrum of all industries, but in particular with respect to financial services. Um, the second part is that it's really accelerated the adoption of cloud and managed services. Um, and what we're seeing is that that's, that continues to make up a really large proportion of the IT spend that we're seeing in the market. So we recently had an IDC, uh, an IDC report, uh, which stated that um, APIC, APAC public cloud service spending growth um, has grown to over 38%, which is um, $36.4 billion in 2020. I mean, those numbers are astronomical um, and we're just seeing growth happen so much more rapidly as a result of what we're seeing um, um, after the, the, the impact of COVID. Um, but then I think also cloud has become an enabler in a lot of contexts. So we have a new normal now post COVID, which has meant that um, we've, had to, we've had to accelerate our use of cloud technologies um, to be able to adjust to the new normal. So we've got remote workers, which has meant that there's a, a much greater demand in capacity for, for networks, for storage um, and for services that, that will require workers to work remotely either by choice or by what is becoming, you know, quite clearly government mandate. Um, we're also having digital events, uh, which we have to be able to host to avoid in-person transmission um, of COVID, but also changing the way that we're thinking about working. So we're working from home much more. Um, and then we have operations teams that are supporting the cloud uh, are going to have to, they're obviously having, to, they're being challenged to maintain their, the service and availability and performance of the systems that they are, um, that they are building and that they are supporting as a result of what's happening. So cloud is actually allowing all of these things to happen in a much easier, um, more transparent um, and more cost-effective way. Um, we're also seeing like there's been a real push for digitization in financial institutions as a, res as a result of what's happened post COVID. Um, business customers obviously are experiencing challenges with respect to their own revenues. They're being disrupted um, and people's incomes are now being, you know, having to be thought about differently with respect to the way that financial services are managing them. Um, and so as a result of that, financial institutions ha have become even more important uh, with respect, respect to providing liquidity to people in a digital context. And so all of this cloud conversation is, is really that there's so much that's compelling about what we're seeing happening in the, in the cloud environment, uh, which is making this conversation so much more relevant. And I'd love to hear what Peter has to say about that, because I'm sure that he's, he's also seen it from his side in terms of the build out of what he's actually having to um, build for his customers. Yeah, this is a good point. I mean, uh, working remotely, you mentioned it. Feedback from uh, bank CTO was the following. We are moving to the cloud as our database administrators can access the cloud in a much more secure way uh, from home than uh, uh, the on-premise environment. So within the cloud, you have much more a fine-grained control was the feedback uh, regarding access. 
so fully yeah. agree with Anna's comment. Yeah. Yeah, and look, I'd love to go deeper with you on that because as a former bank CEO, obviously security was so pivotal to everything that I would do when I was thinking about my strategy for um, uh, technology and service proposition. Um, and, and as I think we've all seen, that there's been a recent report that has seen a 238% surge in cyber attacks during COVID. Um, and that is a huge problem, not just from bank CEOs, but also for regulators and for people who are thinking about using cloud technology. So one thing I, I can say about AWS is security is our number one priority, right? That's our, uh, our baseline customer proposition is all about making sure that everything we do is 24 seven cloud protected and secure. But I know Peter, you will have a different lens on that in terms of what you're seeing in the industry, because this is where the conversation is, is going when we're talking about cloud and the, and the reason why people are seeing cloud as being a better solution than an on-premise solution for security in particular. Love to hear your thoughts on that. Yeah, true. Encryption in transit, encryption addressed. These are the topics uh, banks want to discuss with us. And uh, as you said, we are uh, looking at innovative encryption technologies like uh, we are sharing the key uh, with the bank. So the bank brings their own key. Uh, we are, for example, looking at their cloud where they host their key and we connect to their cloud environment. So these are innovative technologies are provided, for example, by AWS, which we leverage. And uh, once we, for example, state we have the most modern technology in the um, encryption field, then the banks uh, are working with us uh, very deeply on various projects. Yeah, I think that's really interesting because a lot of times, you know, in the past, we've heard that that as a, as a reason not to move to cloud. But certainly since I've been working at AWS, um, I realize uh, looking at the data and understanding the way in which you can build on the cloud, that security is actually a reason to move to the cloud. Um, and I'd love to hear your views on that, Peter, because it's, it's an often, it's a, it's a misconception that I think is worth having a discussion about. Yeah, it's a full misconception in this way that uh, banks have many silos. If you're looking at the banking workflow, you have the back office, you have the mid office, you have the front office. And uh, sometimes you have different IT people responsible for the back office. Even when, we are, when you're serving customers, you're serving, for example, customers in the corporate world, you're serving customers in the hedge fund world, you're serving customers in the treasury world. It can happen that all those, you know, treasury departments, departments which serve corporate customers, departments which serve, I don't know, hedge funds, they have different IT people. What does it mean for the cloud and what does it mean for on-premise? On-premise, you have then silos and it's very difficult, for example, to uh, look at all the IT flows uh, from a monitoring perspective because you know, you want to break up these silos in order to monitor all the security tools. You want to have, for example, a standard approach in, in regards to encryption, in monitoring, um, also, for example, in file transactions. And this is why, uh, for example, when we 
consult banks and we had, for example, an asset manager and an asset manager said, you know, look, we have, we are serving uh, corporates, we are serving uh, retail clients, we are serving hedge funds. Um, how can we put all in the cloud and have a, a standard security guideline? And this is how you reconstruct the on-premise solution into a cloud solution. So you're going from a legacy system into a cloud solution, which is much more secure. And you can, for example, then tag all the environments. You can tag, this is this is corporate, uh, this is the corporate world, this is the treasury world, but you still, for example, put the logs in one location where you can uh, look at the logs, you can record everything, you can monitor everything. In this way, it's much more secure and, and banks and financial institutions start to understand that this is the way forward. Yeah. Uh, if I can uh, uh, follow up on that point, we've talked a, little, a lot about the uh, uh, advantages of moving to the cloud, uh, but what are some of the factors that are hindering uh, financial institutions from, from making that move or at least starting that journey onto the cloud? Uh, Anna, is, is, is there anything that, that you see as, as holding banks back? Yeah, look, it, it's a complex question and it, it starts with the culture of the bank. So we see a lot of banks, old banks who are on legacy systems um, and have very large um, cohorts of of employees who have been skilled up on a particular uh, platform or a particular way of uh, running an IT system, who, frankly speaking, are, are resistant to change. So it's a cultural mind shift, I would say, that is the first challenge that any, any bank CEO has to face when they're thinking about that. And then the second, I guess, so, so those, those CEOs are tasked with the, uh, with the, the, opportunity to make their staff feel safe, that, that the change that, that technology can bring to banking and financial institutions doesn't mean that, that people won't have jobs anymore. It actually means that you can help people to retrain to do much more interesting jobs. Because in a lot of instances, the jobs that, that our technology is taking over, whether cloud or otherwise, uh, is jobs that should, can and should be automated. Um, and so there's that piece, but then the second piece is, a, is, is the corollary of that, which is how do you build out the digital skills required? And that is one of the blockers that we see time and again, not just with financial institutions, but more broadly, which is that our customers are saying, we, we want to do this, but how do we get the skills? How do we understand how to approach reskilling our workforce so that they can start to use this new, um, this new way of working? Um, and we're, we're doing that and, and AWS obviously has training and certification programs um, and we're deeply embedded in the developer community in all sorts of communities and, and working with people like Peter, um, who is a teacher and, and loves to, to, to teach this and simply because it, it is just revolutionary, the type of change that you can impact in an organization like a bank by implementing this technology because it doesn't just save you money. It's not just like a light switch where you can turn on and off your technology spend, which frankly speaking is what the cloud allows you to do. It also lets you innovate and be agile so that the banks who are really driving a customer experience outcome, which frankly speaking should be all banks, can do that using cloud technology. The challenge of course is making sure that your whole organization comes along on that ride. And that's not always easy, but it's definitely worth it. 
Um, that would be my view. What about you, Peter? Yeah, Anna, as you mentioned, education, education is important. Uh, we did the same journey at SmartStream. So we have a AWS subject matter expert team. So for example, I'm AWS professional solutions architect certified and also security and database specialty. So just as an example, if you're learning about database specialty, uh, you're learning about, for example, Redshift, you know how a data lake works. You wanna implement this data lake together with your customer. Uh, you are the subject matter expert. So this is a journey which also the bank has to do. And uh, this is why, for example, certification education is, is important. I also alluded to cooperation in the bank and silos. So in order to move forward, the banks have also to work together. Like you have departments like business, IT, legal, compliance and security. And they all have to understand the benefits of cloud, but they also have to understand the, um, that there is a shared responsibility model. So financial institutions, they may give up control, but this is secured by a detailed service level agreement. And as example, we walk the banks through a very detailed responsibility assignment metrics. And in this way, financial institutions and smart streams a smart stream are fully aligned in the cloud journey. So education, shared responsibility model, and that you know there is also a certain level of control and trust. This is important. Absolutely, and um, I, I certainly agree that of all of those uh, different concepts and um, uh, factors coming in. Uh, tell me, um, I might ask you, Peter, how. Uh, are AWS and SmartStream working together uh, to meet client demands? Are there any ongoing projects that might be relevant for financial institution customers? Yeah, there are many innovative projects where SmartStream and AWS is working together. To mention a few of them, Data Lake, as I mentioned, so SmartStream is working with AWS on a Data Lake based on Redshift. And Data Lakes allow clients uh, to develop deeper insights into the wealth of data and therefore to establish a more fine-grained uh, reporting. Security, and Anna mentioned this, this is a top priority for financial institutions. And uh, I also mentioned this, we are working on different encryption technologies based, for example, on different standards like the payment card industry uh, compliance standard, where also SmartStream is certified. Another project is automation, becoming more and more important to spin up fast instances, um, for example, for disaster recovery purpose, which again ties back to security. Another project we are working together with um, AWS is artificial intelligence. Uh, we launched SmartStream Air at the end of 2019. And AIR is a reconciliation platform powered by artificial intelligence, which can match any data sets, structured or unstructured in seconds rather than week. And um, in case the audience is interested, a smart stream in cooperation with AWS established the block banking apps built on AWS, a deep, uh, a deep dive into SmartStream software as a service arch architecture, which is published on the AWS website. And 
this this article shows security best practices like encryption workflows. And as mentioned also in this article, more and more of smart stream clients are opting for cloud on demand versus on-premise solutions. And examples are smart stream products like corporate actions, collateral and reconciliation solutions. Uh, Anna, I might, I might go back one question uh, on, on our list that we had to talk about uh, and ask, uh, how does the cloud or how can the cloud enable financial institutions to really achieve their goals? Um, you've mentioned some of those cases, but are, are there any sort of key use cases that could achieve cost savings, agility, security uh, and, and the compliance objectives? Yeah, so the agility, security, and compliance objectives are, you know, the things that banks, as as I I alluded to in my last question, the things that banks really are interested in when they're talking about cloud solutions. And there's a couple of really interesting use cases that we can talk about with respect to AWS's recent work. So in Singapore, we worked with the Singapore Exchange. Um, uh, they are one of the Asia's leading multi-asset market infrastructures. Um, and we, we wanted to explore the possibility of running a low latency training, training engine, trading engine for them on the cloud. Um, and the big issue for them was scalability and cost savings. What we were able to achieve was that, that at the moment, global financial markets continue, they, they operate mostly from physical data centers um, because they have to for peak capacity. And what that results in is, is a really heavy infrastructure footprint that costs a lot for them to, to scale. So what we did with the Singapore Exchange was to create a low latency application, uh, which was a, a trading engine, which had complex and carefully designed physical networks, um, uh, which was traditionally quite a difficult challenge to be able to migrate to a cloud-based environment. Uh, but the AWS team was determined and we worked together with them on a POC um, on a really big problem for low latency applications to migrate to the cloud. Um, and we were able to successfully do that with them. So these are really big industry issues that we're grappling with here. Um, but what we love about working with the financial institutions who are our customers is that they, they wanna tackle it. You know, They see the value of being able to do these things in the cloud. They see the value of being able to use, as Peter said, AI and, and ML learning to be able to build um, a customer solution for their customers. And that's why it's, it's a very exciting part of our business um, that we are building with our customers. As you know, we're customer obsessed. So as an organization, um, I'm sure you hear AWS people say that all the time, but it's, it's really very true. We go, we, we, we try to figure out what it is the customer is trying to achieve. So here it's about, you know, they, they want to be able to migrate so that they are, are creating a better outcome for their customers. And, and we build back from that and create a solution for them. So that's one really good example. Um, another one is that with what we did with the Siam Commercial Bank Abacus, which is um, uh, a tech subsidiary of SCB. Um, they used uh, AWS IA and big data technologies for their financial services platform. And what they were able to do was create loan process um, systems for customers in a really seamless way, which means you're getting rid of paperwork, which anyone who has worked in a bank will tell you, please, please just get rid of the paperwork. I don't want to fill out yet another Excel spreadsheet, right? Uh, and the, and the, the middle office staff will tell you that as well. So if you can use technology to do that and, and do it in a way that helps not only your team to uh, to operate more effectively, but also get a better outcome, a more, more a quicker 
outcome for your customer, then everyone is happy in that scenario. And, and what they were able to do was create resiliency in their systems. Um, and they were able to implement like a, a, a credit, sorry, a, um, uh, like a, a service which looked at loan processing differently, which was able to allow them to serve um, over a million customers doing that and recommend more than 2,000 deals to users daily uh, without experiencing any unplanned downtime. So, you know, taking a loan process from a five days to two hours is the type of thing that you can do when you're using cloud technology. So that's a bit of an example of some of the customers, but there are so so many customer examples that we're using or that we are seeing happen in financial services, really using our technologies in innovative ways. And I, I imagine they're all uh, very individual cases built around that bank, that bank's customers uh, and that bank's operating environment. Uh, is that about right? Yeah, you're absolutely right. And again, it's the cool thing about cloud technology is that you, you, you know, it doesn't have to, you can get a, a bank in a box type um, proposition, but you can also use the services that are, you know, in a, in a tailored way that is bespoke for the use case that you need to solve for. And you know, our, we have over 170 fully featured services and we're constantly iterating on the services that we're creating for our customers because they ask us to do that. Um, and it, there are so many different ways, and I'm sure that Peter, uh, he's already spoken about that, can tell you um, uh, in the way in which customers are using our AWS services in innovative ways. So yeah, you're absolutely right. What's interesting is bank CEOs, you know, they always want to know what the other bank is doing, um, but it's it's very rarely a copy and paste solution. So when you get into the detail, what you really do need that depth of service to be able to deliver the outcome that that the particular bank is looking for. And that's where um, I hope, and I think that AWS just does a great job helping our customers to do that. This is correct. I mean, this is absolutely phenomenal. And if you're looking at the banking landscape, as Anna mentioned, it's completely different. First, you're starting with the region uh, because in the region you have different regulators. So for example, the European Banking Authority has different uh, regulation than for example, in Asia, when we're looking uh, for the monetary authority. I mean, this, this is, uh, there are some similarities. If you're looking at the Middle East, um, or Americas, you, you have also different data residency uh, regulation. So you have regulation, then you have to look at which kind of banks you have. Do you have a tier one bank? You have, do you have a tier three bank? I mean, for the wider audience, tier one bank are the, the, the global banks, tier two and tier three are the uh, local uh, mid-sized banks. Are they serving corporate customers? Are they serving, you know, uh, retail clients or hedge funds or whatever? And then uh, what we experienced from uh, in the bank itself, the feedback was we are starting with the back office to put applications of the back office into the cloud because this is, you know, from a risk perspective, there's the lowest risk like reconciliation, smart stream office reconciliation, we put this into cloud. If you're looking at the mid office, it's often reporting. So like collateral, we put this then into the cloud. And um, as Anna mentioned, if you're looking at the front office, their latency is super important. So there we have different AWS components than we use, for example, for the back office. And there we use, for example, artificial intelligence because we have to have a cache ladder where we are looking, you know, um, to have 
results fast in the future, which is then calculated by artificial intelligence. Thanks, Peter. Uh, we are close to uh, the end of our program, but I do have time for one last question. It's the hopeful forward-looking question uh, that you might come at the end of every type of banking topic. But what is the role of cloud computing in the future of banking? And if I can start with you and I'll finish with Peter at the end. Sure. I think, you know, my view is that cloud computing is the future of banking. Um, and, you know, I think what we're going to see is um, that the, the change that the technology is driving um, is going to result in a lot of mainstream banking applications now um, sitting behind what, what can be effectively white labeled products. Um, we're going to see cloud technology changing the strategy of banking for the future in terms of business models. Um, we're going to see a complete change in the way that uh, our banks are managing risk. Um, they'll be doing that uh, through various different service providers that are that are all going to be cloud enabled. Um, the way in which we deal with governance is also going to be dealt with via um, uh, a cloud first technology. Um, financial analysis is all going to be done on cloud technology. I mean, the list goes on and on, Paul. And, and certainly since I've been at AWS, I've seen the various different ways um, and iterations in which cloud technology is changing business models for banks. So what I would say is the future for, for banking and financial institutions is absolutely going to be on the cloud. Um, and the question is, how quickly can we get there? And um, it's a pretty exciting environment in which to be working. <laughs> Now, Peter, will you contradict any of that? Or how do you see the role of cloud computing in the future of banking? I fully agree with Anna. I mean, if you're looking at the, for example, scalability to spin up test instances very fast in order to be innovative for the banks, we receive the feedback, we can never do this on premise. Um, and on top of this, as I mentioned, data lakes, artificial intelligence and APIs within a secure cloud environment, which AWS more than offers, will be one of the core components of the banking industry. And banks will need to the cloud to stay competitive, agile, innovative, and last but not least, to save costs. And banks will also partner more and more with fintech providers in order to provide innovative solutions. And who can better operate and run a solution in the cloud uh, than the people who have built this application by themselves. Excellent. Thank you very much, Peter. And thank you, Anna. It's a really insightful session and really pleased to have been hosting you this afternoon. Uh, but for me, I think this, that takeaway is the, the sheer enormity uh, of all of the possibilities that cloud involves uh, and the ways in which uh, banks are utilizing it in ways that we hadn't even thought of, uh, you know, in previously uh, in ways that we can't yet think of uh, as well for the future. Uh, so that's, <laughs> that's my very uh, unlearned takeaway. But um, let me ask Anna, uh, what, would, what would you leave our audience with for a final thought? I don't think that's unlearned, Paul. I think that's very accurate. And I think also, you know, I look, we've spoken about this and AWS is absolutely, you know, whereabouts what we see um, that cloud can facilitate is a, a, a really 
amazing operational excellence framework um, that financial institutions can rely on from a security, from a reliability, from a performance and cost optimization perspective, those things to me are a given. But what cloud really does and will really change from a financial institution's perspective is the ability to drive business innovation. It will allow and facilitate fintechs to, you know, cut through old school versions of how margins and, and pricing models are created. It is going to unleash new talent um, in, and new ways of working in ways that I don't think any of us have comprehended yet. Um, the use of those exciting technologies around, around AI and ML and data lakes. Um, I don't think any of us can understand what that's going to look like in the future. But as I said, for me, um, the, the, the cloud will enable a, an incredibly exciting um, industry environment for us to build and grow on together. Thanks, Anna. And Peter, I will leave the last words to you. Thank you for this. As Anna mentioned, cloud is really exciting. I see it also with the students. At the start, they, they learn about cloud and then they get excited because they see the innovations yeah, which you can do on the cloud. Cloud is also a disruption and the disruption sometimes happens slow and sometimes fast. In some industries, it was happening fast in the banking industry, in the financial services industry, is happening slower. But now they see the benefit and I'm looking forward to this great journey. And thank you, Peter. It's not quite the final, final thought. And if listeners are looking for more information about SmartStream and their advice, uh, you can reach them directly on their website at smartstream-stp.com. Thank you for listening. Subscribe to your channel on Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcast. For more information, check out asianbankingandfinance.net.